Good morning and welcome to, I'm not sure what episode this is, and I don't know that I'll ever know what episode it is, but it's somewhere in the 170s, <laughs> and this is a Sunday conversation, right? Right. 170 something. It's so, so I'll bet. So maybe Actually, every 10 episodes. Interesting. Interestingly, this is 174, technically will be 174 when it goes up. But if you remember, we skipped an episode at one point, and now, as I will, you know, get to in a bit here, have cut an episode. So technically, I think we're back to even because we were kind of bouncing around there. So still one seventy four, <laughs> perfect. We, I knew we'd straighten it out eventually. All right, love that, love that, love that. Hey, took some time. Hey, approximately every year we um, recalibrate our episodes and. Uh, <laughs> So it's just like getting an oil change. We are presented by Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were a hundred we were a hundred thousand miles overdue. Um <laughs> presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, possibly, Dickie's Barbecue, possibly, one stop convenience, definitely. Um dang, dang. Aaron, myself. Dang, dang. How the hell are you? Yeah, yeah, gang gang. Ben, I am. Uh, That's already better. Yeah. That's already a better start. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, quick, quick little side story. Everybody uh, knows that we're not nighttime podcasters. I think that's a problem. Yes, we're okay. not nighttime potters. That is a that is a great lead in, Ben. Uh so last uh, last week, uh, Ben and I were both traveling on Sunday. Um, I didn't get back to New Haven until like. I, I left Norway at like 8.15 Eastern Standard Time and got back to my apartment, like 8.15 in the morning and got back to my apartment at midnight. So like I was traveling Classic. all day. Ben Classic had, Nor- Norway to New Haven. Right, exactly. Just, <laughs> you know, caught the direct flight right to uh, Ben was driving for like eight hours. So it was a, it just we weren't logistically able to do it. And Saturday uh, we were both having fun and neither one of us wanted to kind of sidetrack our days to do it. So you know, we talked Sunday briefly uh, when I was, I think when I got to New York or whatever, and we were like, we're just gonna, we'll just do it Monday night. Like after I get home from work, we'll do it and, you know, we'll get it up and we'll do this Norway recap. So Monday I get home from work and I realized like, fuck, I don't have any wheat, which is, it's all legal now. You know, I live in Connecticut, it's legal here. Uh, I don't have any weed and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go back out to the dispensary. It closes in like 20 minutes. I don't think I'll even make it in time. So I was like, fuck it. I have these 50 milligram edible gummies, which are, as I found out, pretty intense. And I didn't take a whole one. I tried to like, you know, approximate like 10 milligrams. You tried to monitor yourself? Yeah, I just tried to like be like, okay, well, if I take 10 milligrams... I took it probably 10 minutes before or maybe 20 minutes before you and I started recording. I'm like, by the time I'm done, this thing will be setting in. I'll be able to go to bed perfectly. Wrong. Wrong. Aaron, that that was the batch that the guy, he only he only put all the resin or whatever in on the on the left side of the gummy this Side yeah. the UA, yeah, Aaron. Right. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You got all of the all the milligrams in one bite. So, so what? What I'm getting at is <laughs> Ben and I did this episode that legitimately was almost an hour and a half long of me. Yeah, you know, two ta- like two, two basically almost full like recordings, and these things go for 40 minutes. So, oh, it was legitimately almost an hour and a half long, and uh, and I was just rambling and like i kept losing track of where i was in the story and like kept like overthinking what i was gonna say and so i went back and listened to it afterwards you know to edit it up and it was just terrible ben was great ben was a great host he was asking great questions he was steering the conversation in good direction i was a fucking mess i just kept losing where i was and then like mentally transporting back there and then just like being Ben just told me I was just sitting there going like, oh, it was so beautiful. It was so amazing. And I just kept. Like- well, no, 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 no. Since we're recording now, I'm going to just give a few. It was like this. Um, <laughs> it, I just can't even explain it. <laughs> uh, it was. Um, 
I that it was a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, was like, fucking terrible. I, I, I'm like, I'm like saying to myself, either this guy had the absolute best possible time in the history of possible times, <laughs> and he legitimately is like, his feelings are just like so right there about this place. Or I, or he's just fucked up or something. I, mean, I, I was not even thinking that at all. But, um, well, it was a bit of both. Either way, it, I mean, it, it was right. it was definitely a bit of both for sure. Um, I mean, so- I if I were if I was the editor and and director in chief of the of getting the podcast up, I probably would have put it up because it wasn't that bad, Aaron. But I get what you're saying, like. I, I just, the Norway trip deserves deserves a better recap. That's well, the bottom line. Well, right. And I also, I do think that there's a lot of things. Like there was, I, I think going, so anyways, long story short, long story long, I listened to it back. I tried to edit it and make it sound better. It sounded awful. Like I just, I hated the way it came out. And, and so I scrapped it. I made an executive decision to not release it. So we did record. We kept our streak alive. I made the hey, decision not thing, to put it up because it was bad. Good thing you're an executive. When, and you can make right, those decisions. Right. When there's only two people imagine, and you're both executives. Yeah, imagine just, imagine imagine if you weren't an executive, what would you have done? I mean it's like it's like being Hillary Clinton, just have people killed whenever you want. Anyways, um but I Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> but I I also felt like in listening to it back that it was it's too you know, and then I did this and then I did this and then I did that. Like, it was just it just was shitty. It was shitty linear storytelling. And, and so I texted Ben this morning. I was like, dude, listen. And I kind of explained my thought process. And I was like, honestly, I would rather just do like a concise, like highlights, like the things that I love the most and uh, and do it that way, because I think that's better uh, rather than like, dude, we were we were literally reading the menu of a 16 course fucking dinner. Like, you know, like that's, that's not good radio. That's bad radio. So let's pick it up. So the last episode. Yeah, well, now that you mention it, you weren't even reading the menu very good. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like Aaron, bro. isn't it a menu with words on it? Like all you have to do is say yeah. the word. Yeah, Ben, I, I literally was losing motor function. <laughs> like I, uh, this, this strain of weed is called coma and that's where I was headed. Um, but uh, let's let's just pick it up and we'll we'll, we'll get through this and, and it'll be good. So last time we recorded that an episode that came out was Sunday night right before I went on the Troll Tonga hike. So the hike itself was pretty it was very hard in the beginning and it got pretty easy as it as it went on. About 15 and a half miles took me just under six hours. All right. Look at that right there already. Yep. 15 and a half miles. You were yeah. stuck in. <laughs> You were stuck yeah, in I know. Stuck in week, and I just I know. didn't understand the word you were saying. So <laughs> yeah. thanks, thanks for bringing. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks. <laughs> I, I, you know, I know. Now keep in mind, Ben, we do have listeners in like legitimately like twenty-seven countries, but today we're doing imperial. Uh, so we're doing the imperial system. So. The problem is that the, the other listeners in the other country, they're so intelligent because <laughs> of the way their school system is that right. they understand, in fact, right. how to convert metric to the imperial or they probably right. just know right. both systems whereas we you're, you're right sort okay. of don't but you're, do, you're exactly don't. right and uh, why is america on the imperial system let's just start right there you want to know another weird one i was thinking about yesterday was uh tablespoons and teaspoons like how how weird of a me- that's an imperial measurement who who at one point was like you know this amount of this this thing that's a tablespoon and the half of that i don't know if it's exactly half that's a teaspoon and like, obviously, I'm sure that comes from you know spoons back in the right. day. Right, and like, also what like, a weird what, are, what are the met- What are the metrics of of a, t- a table and a teaspoon? Like, you know, what's a proper right. teaspoon? One <laughs> inch long with approximate right. um, underbelly curve of a quarter of an inch. Right. Uh, exactly. How exactly. far do you fill the teaspoon up? Um, is it a full teaspoon? <laughs> I got a lot of. And then also, if you take a the smallest spoon in the drawer and then take the measuring uh utensil for a teaspoon yep it's it's pretty much not anything alike at no, all not even close literally literally not nope. not not close because <laughs> we've americanized our spoons and we've jacked them up so now we have a mega table 
spoon. Yep. Uh, a regular tablespoon. The the Americanization of spoons. Saying. Yeah, the Americanization yeah. Americanization of spoons. Just like this is like this the is our organization of soda soda pop <laughs> this is already such a better episode than the last one um so so do the hike the hike is is breathtaking and and the 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 view at the top is really incredible I've hold on it. stop and just say ah <laughs> <sighs> it was just it was just spectacular i amazing. i can't i can't even describe it it was amazing <laughs> um yeah but the hike itself is great the the landscapes are beautiful i mean that's the greatest part about norway is just the landscapes change a lot they're 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 and they're just breathtaking they're truly breathtaking um it's such a beautiful country to drive through um i can't believe more people don't spend time there yep do people of norway hold up a little cardboard sign of the height in meters of the of the mountain they just climbed and then post it to Instagram. I you know is that, Ben, or is I'm that not strictly a, in a Colorado American thing? I don't know for sure. But the thing is, is like I don't think Ben, that's an excellent question. You didn't ask me that the other day. I didn't see anybody, but it was also only twenty seven hundred feet. So it's not like it's a it's not like it's a right, fucking I get four, it. fourteener. Um, but let's, cause I think the thing about Norway is while there's a lot of mountains, I don't know that any of them are that like crazy, crazy. Yeah. So the right. biggest, the biggest one in Norway, according to, to Google is 8,000 feet. All right. If I was going to make uh, a guess about Norway. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to say, um, like the appearance of Norway mm-hmm. because of all the fjords and all that yep. i would imagine that most of the country is at sea level but then you have these beautiful mountains that rise up next to the mm-hmm. you know to the quote-unquote ocean right which obviously aren't that tall but they look tall but right. it, it's probably is that what i'm am i correct about you're, that you're correct like, and it's also because a like, lot of them are really it's a dramatic lot in like colorado where you're you're up a mile already right. before you even you know start right. climbing your mountain so right i that in that sense, I can see how it's not like the mountains aren't that tall, but they're like they look steep and they go right up. Right. They're exactly they're yeah. they're super dramatic. Like where like in Colorado, I think in like the Rockies and like, you know, that they tend to be more gradual into the steep parts where these are just, you know, straight up. They're just dramatic, right. very dramatic cliffs. Quick other side question. Did you see any ski mountains? Like were there any? Yes. Like was that a thing? Yeah. Yep. Like Oh, yeah. Like you could see, like kind of like the trails, like yep. In, I drove like, I, in Vermont or whatever. Yeah, well, so they're they're uh, unlike you know Vermont. what I'm saying. Like no, yeah, 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 no, no, right. no, yeah, yeah. Like unlike Vermont, like Vermont is like when you see a ski mountain, like you can see the very deli- like delineated trails, right? Like you know, like okay, that's a ski mountain. Right there, there's a lot more of like the the like a main trail that's very wide open you know what i mean so it's not like okay like eight different trails it's like two Understood. or three just really Understood. big ones that are really wide open and then i'm sure you got can it like alpine or backcountry ski too that you know is obviously not none of that is is trail marked uh at least in the summer um great great questions ben this is we're cruising baby um hike was great views were spectacular it took me just under six hours drove to bergen uh, my Airbnb host was awesome. She was such a sweetheart. Um, went out for pizza that night. My legs were fucking killing me. Uh, Bergen is an awesome, awesome little city. Um, it's maybe I think the 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 population somewhere around like two hundred fifty thousand uh, people. But they call it the city between seven mountains. Uh, so, which leads me to the next day, uh, Tuesday. I did. Uh, I it was recommended to me by multiple people that I should do the Ulriken hike. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but, um, which is now keep in mind, I just done a 15 and a half mile hike the day before my legs were pretty shot, but I was like, you know what? Wednesday was going to be a washout because I had great weather the whole time, but Wednesday was going to be a washout. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to do this. Hike. Hey, can we, can we say something real quick? Yeah. <clears throat> that, so on that last week's episode that didn't come out. The one of the funniest parts of it was you were like, 
we had incredible weather <laughs> the entire time. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then the very next thing out of your mouth was, so Wednesday it rained all day, so I didn't really do anything. <laughs> maybe. I said, wait a second. Didn't you just say you had really good weather all week? And you're like, yeah, except for Wednesday. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I think, was I, dude. I might, I might put that clip out. Like, I may put that clip out because that shit was fucking hilarious. I was like, the weather was incredible. And you're like, okay, so next day, it rained all day. didn't do anything. You're like, what? You just said the weather was great. I was like, well, it was, except for that one day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to just clip that up and put that out as a clip. That, might, that, be, was that might need to be our first Instagram, and forever. Our first Instagram yeah. in a long That's, time. That shit was hilarious. All right, I'll do that. I'll, I'll When we get done with this, I'll chop right. that up. But so anyways... So I do this right, hike. Perfect. It's 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 thirteen hundred steps. It's about two miles to the top. Thirteen hundred stone steps. I think I, I could be wrong, but I think that they have um, Sherpas come in from Nepal or Tibet to come do um, the stones. And so, you know, it's hard. It's it's it's. You're kidding me. No, like no. to lay them. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying to build it. Like, yeah. if one breaks, they literally call the, the Himalayas. I mean, I'm sure. Like... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Now that they're all pretty laid, I'm sure they probably would let like probably eight or ten of them break down before they fly people over from the Himalayas. But you know, yeah, they're the ones they that, have this that did like it originally. giant mountain horn and they like sound it and then <laughs> and then like uh, it's a Viking, it's a Viking horn, eight or dude. Ten, yeah, eight it's or a, ten Sherpas just appear. Ten, ten days later, they show up, they're like, Yeah, we're here. Like, yeah, this one step right here, yeah, it's just a little cracked. If you guys could uh, could fix that up for us. Um, uh, but so get to the top of that and like, you. All right, if you were to take a guess, all right, Go give ahead. me a square footage of one of the stones. Uh, I would say they're probably about like the surface area that you step on. Yeah. 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 They're probably, I would say they're probably about four feet wide by two feet deep, two feet long. Now does the one that's stacked on top of the other one, is it like. Does it go underneath it? Like, does the the one? All right, just say we have the bottom. I, stone. I know what you mean. Yep. Does I know the what you mean. second one up lay like halfway on it? Like, do you have to dig back I would that say, far? Or they no, just I would laid in. I would say it's about a quarter. I would say it's about a quarter underneath it, Ben. I'm okay. actually okay. This will be bad radio, um, because you're going to be the only one that'll be able to see it. But I'm going to send you. Um, oh, here, perfect. Perfect. I have a fucking picture that will will illustrate perfectly what it looks like. Um, so you'll be able to okay, see. Great. Um, All right. So basically, my question is like, when did they build it? Good question. What do you know? How long? Like, like. I, would, I just I, want to know if they were able to use machinery to get these stones up there. Uh I mean, because this shit, because this, this is the stuff that interests me about like the old world, like. Right. Was this built by some ancient alien technology or did they just say, oh, yeah, it was built? No, I mean that. Like, no, I know. I know. It's just funny because <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get you the answer. And, and then I'm just, you know, in behind. I can hear you be like, you know, alien technology. <laughs> just just funny. Um, <laughs> due to the area's history of suicides in the Middle Ages. Jesus Christ. OK, hold on. Uh, one of the slopes of Old Rican, known as Ice Valley, is also nicknamed Death Valley due to the area's history of suicides in the Middle Ages and more recent hiking accidents. The valley became well-known in 1970. Uh, so it looks like originally it opened in 1961, Ben. Um, and it's been closed a couple of times because of... Yeah, there's no way they happened. built the 1960. No. I bet it was built in like the 1400s or some crazy stuff. It could be. <clears throat> um, <laughs> that's 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 good. Um, so you, you sit up there. Bergen is this is like I said, the city between the seven mountains. It just kind of sits between all these low low mountains. I walked back off the uh, off the path and and just sat down on this rock that overlooking uh, overlooking everything and. I just sat up there for like half an hour and just kind of took it all in. I mean, it was, it was just, again, here we go again. It was, uh, it was amazing. 
it was just breathtaking but it was really cool it was very cool to 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 kind of see that perspective and see everything going behind it um so tuesday tuesday night i went out with uh my girl vilda um which was awesome we went to dinner i had um i had uh wolffish for the first time i had never had wolffish before um which wolffish tell me about wolffish have you ever seen what they look like i bet you've seen them and you probably just haven't like realized what they Wait, are like a wolffish well i've caught a wolffish. yeah the like ugly ones. they're like gross like ugly about. ones yeah yeah the like really fucking ugly ones with like the gnarly teeth and shit almost look kind of like an eel sort of i've i know exactly exactly the fish you're talking about i've caught one with cory before like a lot like a long time ago and i'm pretty sure he'll he gets those in the traps randomly. Yeah. The lobster traps. Yeah, they're they're definitely like deep cold water fish. All right. So tell me about it. It was fucking delicious. Wh- white meat. White fish. Like... Yep. White fish. It was done in a um wh- what I uh, I think is a pretty traditional like Nordic preparation where it was like a um it was like a dill, like a dill cream sauce with capers. Um but it was uh you know pan fried. Um you know, not not deep fried or anything like that. Just seared in a pan, cooked all the way through. Uh, very fluffy texture, very light texture. I was surprising because the meat, the like the that's like that's like that's like grouper. Then. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it reminded me of um because I had fried grouper when we went out to the to dinner that the uh, that last night when we were all, all in Florida. I had fried grouper in it. But the yeah the, te- the texture right. yeah go. ship yep. The texture reminded me of uh, of grouper, but it was delicious. It was it was really really good. And I'm not like a big capers fan, but they were it was done excellently. That was really good. So, her and I went out to dinner. Then we went to uh, this almost like kind of like dive bar-y type of bar that was actually really cool. And then we went to No Stress, uh, which is this bar in Bergen that is awesome, great cocktail bar, but like very like very unpretentious cocktail bar, like great drinks, great ambiance, great vibe. They Bro. Like, you know. I'm sorry to stop you, but that picture finally just came through. Yeah. That, that is some old world. That is some, there needs to be some investigation. That, okay. that is badass. Right. That was not, that's not any recent, 1300 of those Ben. 1300 of those yeah all right right. carry on okay aliens uh so we go to no stress they (laughs) it's like a bar you walk in they have an n64 on like an old tube tv right when you walk in you know it's very cool very cool vibe um great golden eye or was it more of like uh i think i think mario kart was being played when we walked in but i did not see the game selection but mario kart you know great bar game obviously get four people playing it's the way to do it um but uh had a great night there we had like six or seven different cocktails all of them were great they were super well made um i was very very impressed that place was awesome um and shout out to vilda because she made bergen so much better for me than it probably would have been if I had been on my own, you know, having somebody to hang out with is great, obviously. But on top of that, like she gave me a bunch of great recommendations for food, which I think was almost exclusively what I ate was basically what she recommended. Uh, and everything was awesome. So uh big, big shout out to her for that. Uh, so the next day, Wednesday, the weather sucked. Wash out. Didn't do much, you know, went out and got food a couple times, but that was basically it. Uh, Thursday drove back to Oslo again, just, I took a slightly different route, um, more just breathtaking views. You and I talked a little bit that day. That was when it like, you know, looked like it was, I was in Montana, you know, it looked exactly like the American. Did you have, did you have like, um, like, did you feel weird driving in another country or was it like, not at all. I, um, I, well, well, roads, you, same right, um, right side yep. drive, right side, right, right hand, you know, driving on the right side of the road, left hand drive cars, you know, obviously the road signs, I, I Googled them beforehand just to, you know, be just to familiarize myself with them because there's certain things that you just, you know, are different right. that you just don't like, you know, like, uh, Cult, do not enter. cultural norms, right? Like do not enter. Like, you know, we here have huge fucking red signs that say do not enter there. They have signs that are like blue with an X across them. Like, if you don't know what that means, you know, you're going to drive the wrong way down a fucking right. runway. So right. 
but no, I felt totally. And the thing is, is like Norwegian drivers are very like they're very respectful. You know, it's weird because you drive. You, you're Ben. You're from the Northeast, and you've lived all over this country. Like we are aggressive drivers coming from where we come from. Like it's just yes how you drive here. Like you drive right because if you don't drive aggressively, then you don't get you know it's like right. you don't get you your get way roll, you get rolled on exactly yeah there everybody is so fucking polite and just like is basically going the speed limit and like if you're coming up behind somebody fast on the highway they just move out of the way and let you go by like it's it's very polite very civilized and it's you know it honestly would make everybody's life i think a little bit easier because it was just so did you notice anybody like texting and driving or on their phones I actually I actually did not Ben I did look a couple times and I did not notice it but I also think that's because they have a lot of like um I did so I don't know if I mentioned this when we recorded the other day but I, I saw almost no police officers the entire time I was there on the roads in the cities like almost at all I saw legitimately almost no police officers I did see a guy get pulled over in his Porsche in Oslo um which was hilarious yeah he was he was going 210 kilometers an hour no, Which, he was in he was in downtown Oslo. What... Uh, that would be a hundred and twenty uh two ten would be like one yeah, like one thirty, one thirty-five. Um he was he was in downtown Oslo and he like gunned it up the street in downtown Oslo, but he probably only went like 40 miles an hour. But you know, he was like reverberating his exhaust off the buildings and shit. And there was just the cop right there, and the guy just pulled out and pulled him over like 20 feet up the road it was it was hilarious but anyways um so drove back thursday uh had a oh sorry so i forgot the texting and driving thing they have cameras all over the place like on the sides of the road and so like you know that that's how they monitor speeding and you know any violations like that so if you're if you're texting and you drive by one of those cameras i imagine you know they just send you a ticket in the mail um but i did not notice a, a lot of people on their phones while they were driving uh, not like here anyways. Um, Thursday night went out to dinner at this uh, place called Oslo street food. This was my, with my friend Jillian who lives in Oslo again, similar to the situation with Vilda, just awesome. You know, really just kind of dragged me around the city and was like, this is what we're doing tonight. You know, it was, it, it really made it a lot easier on me because she kind of would plan stuff. And she was, she's awesome. If anybody ever goes to Oslo, hit her up. She's the best. Um, but, uh, so she was like, we're going to Oslo Street Food, uh, which is this big, it's this old building that's got probably 11 or 12 different food vendors in it. It's like a food hall. Obviously, they've become pretty popular here, too. And then out front, they just have picnic tables. And it's probably like 200 people sitting outside on the picnic tables, another couple hundred people inside. There's a couple full service bars. Um, really, really cool vibe. Um, we got some food there. Then we went over to Him Cook which was uh is is the best cocktail bar in Norway so they say um there was a pop up going on which was really cool so there's these two bartenders from Scotland that were there well, they're actually Italian but they live in Scotland work in Scotland and they were doing a pop up uh so four cocktails are really good and then we stayed until the pop up was over so we could order stuff off the regular menu everything was excellent like just perfectly perfectly done um and then uh, after that, we went to McDonald's. Uh, that was her choice, not mine. I had no desire to go to McDonald's, but she wanted to go to McDonald's and get a burger. So we got burgers and fries, all that shit. The ice cream machine worked. Um, uh, we went back to her place and just hung out on her porch for a little while. I walked home uh, after that, whatever, two o'clock. Uh, Friday. Friday, I did a, a short hike outside of Oslo, just over the city. Very short, 25, 30 minutes. Great view. Sat up there, hung out for a while. Friday night was the big dinner. Um, so that whole experience, the whole experience, and I'm not going to read the fucking menu again. If you, if, if anybody listening wants to see what the dinner looked like, I made a Norway highlights story on my Instagram. Um, all the dishes are on there. Um, take a look. Happy to send you the menu if you want to look at it, but um, I'm not going to sit here and fucking rattle off <clears throat> 16 courses. Um, well, I mean, Hey, now that, now that I, we did an episode, talked about it, I mean, the only thing that I was saying about it was uh, like it just looks like, I mean, sixteen bites of food. Yeah, which right, right. I usually eat more than sixteen <laughs> bites of food, but then again, like I, I want you know. And then you had said the thing about how like 
well, part of being a Michelin star restaurant is like, it's like perfect all the way around. So like you're, you're supposed to leave there feeling great. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I would say thinking back on it now is probably closer to like 30 to 35 bites of food all said and done. Cause like the later courses were, you know, two to three bites. Some of them, (laughs) the Japanese milk bread, you pull apart into five pieces. So that's five bites, you know? So, so probably I'll say closer to 35 bites of food altogether, but yes, that is part of the experience is that they cultivate this menu where the portion is so perfect that like the average person can eat all of that food, enjoy all of that food, but leave and not feel like they've gorged themselves. Um, and the other right. thing too, is that like, if you wanted more bread, you could ask for more bread. If you wanted more cinnamon buns, I think like you could ask for that. I just, you know, I just ate the menu the way, the way it came. And, and I left like perfectly satisfied. Like I had eaten my fill. I felt good. I didn't feel stuffed. I felt like I could keep going out if I wanted to. And I, and I did, and I enjoyed myself very thoroughly, but the, uh, the highlight of that was the outside of the food, the food obviously in the presentation was great, but it was the people, um, I made, made friends with my server, one of my servers, cause kind of everybody comes to the table at some point, even the owner, you know, came over and served me one of my, my courses. But, um, this kid was from Naples, um, and he found me on Instagram the next day and added me on Instagram. Um, great kid, great people, just awesome, awesome service for, you know, a place like that, that is so obviously has a reputation of being a world-class restaurant and is can, you know, come off as kind of stuffy and pretentious, like to have those interactions with the people that work there makes it feel a lot more just like a normal restaurant than a three Michelin what, restaurant. Was that your uh, third Michelin, three Michelin star restaurant? That was my second, what, how many have you second, been second three star. And I've been to four one stars. One, two, three. Yeah, four one stars. So my sixth Michelin star restaurant altogether, my second three star. And then I've been to four. Where, and where does it do any of the ones like were any of the one stars better than any of the three stars or no? Well, so the, the three star. I how, ate does at, that, how does that work? At? The three star I ate at in France was, you know, I, I, I think I may have even mentioned this before um, on here, but like the problem with that place ended up being, and at the time it was the number one restaurant in the world. It was rated the number one restaurant in the world. Um, we ate there for lunch and I want to say it was like 350 bucks a head for lunch uh, with our family. And uh, the problem with that place is that like we were vacationing in Italy and the food in Italy is so good. Almost no matter where you go, like you can just walk into any restaurant on the street and get an awesome you know, meal that is, you know, seven euros. And, you know, you leave being like, that was incredible. That was so great. Where with this place, it was like 350 bucks. The food was good, but like you left being like, we could have gotten like a better meal, like somewhere else. I think Um, that place, a lot of that was like the allure. It's this big dining room with these huge glass windows that overlook the Mediterranean. Like it's the, the restaurant itself is beautiful, but yeah, that one was, you know, that one I was not as impressed with as I was with my ammo. Because that was the other thing is that one. I just wonder if it is it is it like a political thing? Like are these are some of these restaurants like probably because of the owner getting the Michelin star or something like that? To to some degree, yeah. I mean it's 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 a it's a fucking pursuit that these guys like, you know, go their whole lives for. Um and like but but so to bring it back to to the story to a little bit. Like my, the, the beauty of my experience at Miami was I had multiple conversations with multiple people that worked there about multiple things and everything from sports to travel, to wine, to, you know, food, you know, obviously, um, but like, you know, these wide ranging conversations with all the staff there. And I left and felt like very comfortable. Like I said, the kid added me on Instagram the next day. I didn't add him. Well, I did afterwards, obviously. Um, but like I felt very welcome there and I felt it was a great experience where when we went to the one Mirazor is what it's called in France, like, you know, the service felt very stuffy. It felt, it felt very professional, which it should, you know, it's a three Michelin star restaurant, but to some degree you like to have, I mean, you know, you go out to eat, like you want to have some rapport with your server. You don't want to feel uncomfortable because it's so stuffy the whole time. Um, and so I think that was one of the great things about Mamo was the service was awesome. Um, so, so after yeah. dinner, so after dinner, I go to, um, they, uh, they own a cocktail bar around the corner called the conservatory. 
um as i was leaving i was talking to another one of my servers and he's like he's like oh you're going to go over to the conservatory i was like yeah and he's like do you know where it is and i was like no but I, you know i can find it it's, it's right around the corner and he's like well here i'll walk you over there so he walks me out you know walks me over you know we chat the whole time on the way out go over you know rings the bell somebody comes out lets me in you know my server was like this is mr taylor he dined with us tonight at my mo and they're like oh welcome in you know blah 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 and sit at the sit at the bar my server or excuse me my bartender at the bar also happened to be from from napoli from italy um and so made me a great drink uh yuzu drink this yuzu cocktail on their on their list um and then a peanut butter boulevardier which was really cool um but him and i just started shooting the shit because it was you know, I, I just was complimenting on complimenting him on the drinks, obviously, because they were beautiful. Um, but also he teaches WSET, which is the organization that I have all my certifications through for wine and spirits. So we started talking about that. And, you know, we just started just, you know, bullshitting, basically just just having a conversation. And so uh, the guys that were sitting next to me the whole time were the two, these two Norwegian guys. And uh, they they heard that I had dined at my MO that night. And so they had questions. And so the first guy, the guy closest to me kind of leans over. He asked where I'm from. We start talking a little bit. Uh, he asked me if I want to have a beer with them. I'm like, yep, that sounds great. So he, he buys me a beer. I'm sitting there. They're asking me about the restaurant. And then, you know, we start talking about other things. And so maybe after about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, he's like, Hey, we're going to go meet his girlfriend over at him cook, uh, which was the bar I was at on Thursday night. Like, do you want to come with us? And I, and my, you know, my big theme for the trip, I think I said it the last week was just kind of let the universe take me in whatever direction it, it was going to take me. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll come with you guys. So I jump in the taxi. Uh, we go over and there was a brief moment where I was like, is this a bad idea? Like, am I like being an idiot right now? Like, am I going to get murdered? Cause like they're pretty big Norwegian guys. Like I probably could have gotten, you know, maybe a couple shots on one of them, but if they, you know, smothered me, it'd be trouble. Um, so, uh, but no, they were, they were awesome. We take the cab over to, um, we take the cab over to him cook. Um, and, uh, the guy's girlfriend is there, is there waiting for us and just awesome salt of the earth people. Um, one of them was like, is is really into cigars apparently. So we, he was like, Hey, like, you are they, are they stoolies? I don't know, actually. Good question. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how. That. Like, that's. I just. I mean, you. You said salt of the earth, and I just like immediately thought like, wh- I wonder how big. You know, it's like, are you like, <clears throat> are you gonna meet somebody? You know, and be like, oh yeah, bar stool, and they're gonna be like, my oh, my, yeah. my close personal friend Dave Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, the, you know, um, but yeah, so all right, so I, I, I didn't no, it's all good. That, that's, you, but, that's um, funny, that was a good one, but so, yeah, so so we smoke. Well, uh, hey, that's go ahead. I was gonna say, the, like, you know, the Vikings weren't gonna just try to like murder you, that's a good thing, right? Murder. Right, right. It was, it was nice that they didn't do a Viking funeral and fucking you know, throw me in a now. Does everyone over there? have long blonde hair no and a horned helmet <laughs> <laughs> yeah and french and french braids yeah exactly yeah they sure do as a matter of fact uh no but there are i mean I, I think i mentioned this when we the episode that will never air but like hitler invaded norway during world war ii because he wanted to use the norwegians as like a breeding people because like they're blonde hair blue eyes tall um very attractive people uh so it, I jokingly said to one of the people I was with, I was like, I kind of get it. I get why Hitler was into this place. Like it feels, feels right. Like I get it. <laughs> um, but so anyways, we go to him cook. We smoke a couple Cuban cigars. I hang out with them until basically like three fifteen in the morning. Just an awesome, awesome time. Um, truly one of the great nights of my life. Thinking back on it now. So I think what they're, they're in, they're in, it seems like Norway's on good terms with Cuba, so they can just get Cubans. Are yep. we the only country in the world? Where we are, Ben, and it sucks. And I, this is, I don't remember if I told this to you, but I fucked up. There's a rum from Cuba called Havana Club. Okay, 
And when the embargo, when the trade embargo happened between the United States and Cuba, obviously we stopped being able to get it here. Bacardi in Puerto Rico started making Havana Club rum in Puerto Rico because Havana Club in Cuba couldn't sue them in U.S. copyright court because they weren't allowed to because they're not allowed to do business here. So Bacardi basically just steals Havana Club name. The original Havana Club rum is excellent and it's like super cheap, but it's awesome rum. So I go to the fucking duty free right when I get there and they have every fucking mark of Havana Club rum. All of them are fucking cheap. And I'm like, dude, I got to bring a couple bottles back because I'm on like a big rum kick right now. Big rum cocktail kick right now. And I fucking didn't buy it right there and then didn't even think about it when I'm going back to the airport. I had to check my bag before I went through the fucking duty free. So I wasn't able to fucking buy a bottle because I'm an idiot. It's like 20 bucks for a liter too. It was dirt cheap, a fucking moron. Anyways. So yes, Norway is on good terms with Cuba. Well, hey, you could go back. Yeah, right. Well, I'm going to have to go back and just, you know, stop in the airport and grab a couple bottles and just fly right back and make a day out of it. Um, Exactly. So (laughs) this is, I had you cracking up at this part the other night, so I don't think it'll be as funny this time because you know the punchline. But so 3.15, we close out our tab. We're leaving. <clears throat> one of the guys snus is big in, in Norway, which is like nicotine pouches, similar to Zins, but a little bit more intense. And uh, so they, they have one of the guys had a tin and I asked them for, for one. And he's like, Oh yeah, like here you go. And so he gives it to me and it's licorice flavor, which like I fucking hate like black licorice and anisette and all that. I just hate that flavor. So I say my goodbyes with them. Give them all big hugs. We're all friends on Instagram now. Uh, great. Again, awesome, awesome people. I'm truly blessed that they, you know, kind of kidnapped me for the night because I had a great time with them. Um, walking home, the licorice flavor really starts to hit. And I'm like, this thing's fucking disgusting. So I take it out. And for whatever reason, when I take it out, I just get like this, like weird gag reflex. And I fucking puked out a couple of the three Michelin star courses. I mean, not the whole thing. It's just a little puke, you know, maybe maybe the dessert course and, you know, the the broth course that was right after dinner. Um, but yeah, puked them out a little bit, walked home at three thirty in the morning. Passed out, went out on Saturday night with some friends before I left and uh, and, uh, and that was it. Sunday I was gone. But uh, all in all, just like wrapping it all up. And, and I appreciate everybody bearing with me. And I appreciate everybody, especially you letting me tell the story twice because it was um Obviously, it means a lot to me. This trip was is four years in the making. Yeah, that was a long. Hey, I'm just impressed that you you did it. It's done and accomplished because yeah. a lot of people will say all day long, "Yeah, I'm doing. I want. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going." It's like you know, you even asked people. Mm-hmm. You didn't let you know. But in that case, you know, the more I think about it, and it's like if you if you really want to go somewhere. You got to go by yourself because if you go with somebody else that doesn't like want to go there as yep. bad as you, it's just like, you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to rain on your parade because that's what I, I think one thing I realized in traveling is it's not about like, it's not anything other than if you go to Norway and you're from far away from there. Mm-hmm. And you meet somebody else in Norway from far away from there. You're you already had a connection, yeah. And the connection was that you were willing to go somewhere mm-hmm. far away or whatever from yep. where you are. So it's like right off the hop, you have a connection, right. and then on top of that, you probably have a lot more connections. So it's like I never thought of it like that like when i started traveling you meet these people that you know i'm friends with on facebook now yep. you know i'm saying we met these people but like couples that sure. were like they're together like yep. going somewhere completely random well it's like well we're a couple don't do in here so it's like automatically and then you don't really start to realize that like like all you have to do is go find a hemcock or yep. whatever you know and then it's like okay, now you're at this place and everything's out the window in terms yep. of like, oh, you you don't not know somebody traveling. Right. You know, it's like, 
it takes probably two minutes to meet and somebody, and so it, it's like it's it's that that uh, Bourdain quote um, that everybody was passing around because how actually Ben I I forgot to mention this the other day I, I realized it afterwards how how crazy is that the day I was flying back was his birthday or is his birthday June twenty fifth yeah so like. That felt very symbolic to me because obviously he's been a big influence in terms of like traveling, but you're hundred percent right, dude. And like, so just a, a quick backstory on, on this trip coming together. The whole reason why I planned this trip in the first place was I was in a relationship last year. The person I was dating, my partner, you know, was great, liked to travel, but this trip in the iteration that I did, it was not something she ever would have done. You know, it was way too much physical activity for anything that she would have preferred if she, if she traveled her way. And so when we broke up, I was like, you know what? I've been talking about this trip for years. COVID fucked me. You know, now I was in this relationship with somebody who had no desire to go there. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to fucking wait for to find the right person to do it with. Because if I wait, who knows how fucking long I'll be waiting. 10 years will go by. Life will happen. And you'll realize you never did it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do it. And if, I, if I'm giving advice to anybody who wants to do something similar, just book a flight. Just book a flight. Eight, nine months down the road, book a flight. And then you give yourself enough time to just plan the rest of it and let it all fall into place the way it's supposed to. And like, I had so much fucking fun. I had the most fun of that of anybody that's ever had fun. And that's because a, I was just open to what the universe, you know, the way it guided me. And then B, I just didn't have like a set, like two 15 PM, do this three 15 PM, do this. I went and I was on vacation and I relaxed and I just enjoyed the place for what it was. But then I had a loose structure of the things I wanted to do while I was there and how I was going to do it. Right, and, like, right. and, and it was yeah, perfect. There's no, yeah. In that sense, it's like, then it becomes, you, you, you're able to like immerse yourself way more right. rather than just like, don't be in a rush. You know? Just, just take it in. Just take it in. You're there to enjoy it. But here, let's finish with this. This is one of my favorite, favorite quotes uh, of all time. And I think it's kind of perfect. Um, Eat at a local restaurant tonight. Get the cream sauce. Have a cold pint at four o'clock in a mostly empty bar. Go somewhere you've never been. Listen to someone you think you may have nothing in common with. Order the steak rare. Eat an oyster. Have a Negroni. Have two. Be open to a world where you may not understand or agree with the person next to you, but have a drink with them anyways. Eat slowly. Tip your server. Check in on your friends. Check in on yourself. Enjoy the ride. It's a bummer he's gone, but it is a bummer. But it's a great thing that his legacy lives on. Right, um, exactly. Ben, I appreciate you so much for letting me do this twice. Um, you're the fucking man. Uh, I love you to death, buddy. Happy birthday! I, I was fishing yesterday. I actually wanted to lead off the show with that, but then we got kind of caught up. Oh, uh, it was honestly, it was flipping great. Yeah. Like, we uh, we crushed the red snapper, nice. which is which is. It's just a good uh, a good feeling because sometimes you don't see any, and you know it's snapper season. When you see them, they're they're always out of season. So in season, of it's course. nice to to load the boat up. But good, uh, yeah, no, it was all great. Last weekend good. we had a a great time up in. Uh, I that was my first time up to Charleston. Oh right, my right. sister's new spot. <clears throat> Went and hung out in the low country. Um, yeah, shit. Tried to figure out where Alex Murdaugh lived. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all the random stuff. All, all the no. good stuff. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was, we had a lot of fun. Awesome. And uh, yeah, honestly, glad the trip went well for you. I think it's hilarious that, uh, the first telling of the story, but, um, <laughs> well, we'll I'm always glad. have it, Ben. That would have, it would, I'm glad you didn't air it. Cause just nothing really got answered. In it. Yeah. It was, Besides, it was a mess. Uh, the questions mess. that I had that randomly, yeah, but, um, shit, dude, what do you got? Like, what's your, uh, your schedule like oh, now in terms uh, of like, uh, dude, just, uh, just I got I got you just got today. a bunch of weddings, but you don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I got a couple weddings, um, and then obviously I'll see. you. Hey, at... and my last question. Yep. Um, when uh, or did you bring any like souvenirs or anything back? Okay. Besides so, forgetting so this the, bad. the rum, which wouldn't have really been like a souvenir. 
That is an excellent question, Ben, because so as far as souvenirs went, I uh, had it in my head that I was just going to grab them on Sunday because like there was a souvenir shop near the train station in Oslo and I didn't want it because I was like, you know, I, I slept in four different hotels or Airbnbs. I didn't want to be lugging extra stuff around for no reason that I didn't have to until I needed it. Right. So Sunday I'm walking to the train station and Norway being the socialist country that it is and caring about the the lives of their citizens. Uh, almost all the retail shops in Norway are closed on Sundays, <laughs> like every Sunday. So these fucking souvenir shops, were, so these souvenir shops weren't open <laughs> as I was going to the train station. So I got a couple things, like a couple small things when I first got there, like, you know, people had asked for like fridge magnets and shit. I got a couple of those things, but like, I didn't get like anything, like over the top, which is fine. You know, for me is fine. Uh, I ordered a Norway dad hat, of course. I mean, you know me, I'm a dad hat guy, but um, you know, for me, the pictures, the memories, those are, those are souvenirs enough. And like you said, right. Yeah. No, no, I'm with that. It's like, I, the only thing I'm bummed about when I didn't go to Austria was I should have, I should have snagged a pair of leader hosen. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) like a couple of my, you know, like a couple of guys on my team got some leader hosen. I, but on the flip side, like what, when the hell are you going to wear like, like, you know, it's like, what do you do? And especially somebody uh, like you who's moved around so much. And every time you go to pack, you're like, oh, here's these fucking leader hosen that I never wear. Like, I don't need these leader hosen. But no, that's, that's, that's what I was wondering. Like, sometimes you just got to go look around at the things right. that they have over there and yeah. then order it on amazon.com. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it's funny because that's exactly where my fucking Norway dad hat came from was amazon.com. So there you go. But uh, yeah, let's wrap this up, buddy. Let's uh, let's go on with our days. I'm glad your birthday went well. I'm glad fishing went well. That's uh, that's awesome. And again, thanks. Thanks again for letting me uh, let me do this twice. But uh, oh, I mean, come on, bro. That's Betty, easy. Great job! That's the end of the normal. Hey, I just saga. I just got to ask a bunch of different questions of that that I. Yeah, you know, which so is awesome. Like, By the way, they do grow yeah. watermelons in Norway. I did get to the bottom of that the last time. All right, good. good. <laughs> no oranges though. No orange. They don't. They no no citrus. But that's a you know whatever. Um. All right, Benny. Great job. Great chat. I love you, man. Hey, love you, bro.